Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. It is called Scrambled the Eggs. I am called Alex Fortin. I'm called Jim Kerr. And this is another episode of The Fringe Files. Our guest this week is... David Ray. Uh, some of his plays include Yeg, D&D, The Debutantes Present, My Mistake, and this one's, uh, this one's a task. The Splendiferous Quagmires of Mr. Philliam Crow. <laughs> <laughs> is that? That's what that is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, bunch Very of plays he's guy. in. He's super funny. Uh, YG D and D is a cool one if uh, you're into Dungeons and Dragons and improv and all that. Even if you're not into that, it's a cool experience. They've been doing it for years now. It always gets great reviews. It mm-hmm. Basically, they take you on like a elf and and witch and warlock themed dungeon dragon type adventure Mm -hmm. and they have giant dice that they roll and they all have characters and they run the whole thing as a big story through the fringe and it's really really cool so we talk a bunch about that um and then the other one is the debutantes present my mistake my mistake which uh the debutantes is a sketch group from here in edmonton so they just took like a best of collaboration and they're doing those as the sketch show mm-hmm. and the last one is one hell of a mouthful one more time jim what is the it? splendiferous quagmires of mr philliam crow which uh ironically is uh as dave described it i guess a mr bean uh, inspired yeah. play. So a lot of physical n- comedy. A lot of physical comedy. Not a lot of dialogue, which uh, you can't see Dave on the podcast, but he is uh, he's a really funny um, physical comedian. I love watching him. He's a tall, thi- very thin dude who really over-exaggerates his lanky movements. It's very funny. So yeah. I actually look forward to seeing that one. And uh, yeah, we'll talk a bunch more about it on the podcast. So let's get right into it. Checkity, check, check, check. This is another weird thing that I was thinking about. Who would ever say yes to that? I was poor. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you know way too much about me. What did we expect? (laughs) The director unsuccessfully argued in court that the excrement was actually chocolate ice cream. I don't understand anything about actual art. (laughs) That's the hill I will die on. Philium (laughs) is William with an F at the start. By the way, it's called scrambled yaks. Scrambled yaks. Let's uh, yeah, let's start with YEG D&D. That's how, that is a great uh, show. It's, we're, this is our seventh year doing it at the Fringe Festival. Uh, yeah, improvised Dungeons and Dragons. We give a giant dice to the audience to determine who wins and loses in a fight. We make up the fights right there. Uh, sometimes we'll improvise a song. Sometimes we'll do the uh, every the plot lines is are made anyone, up right there. Is anyone horrifically bad at singing? Me. Nice. Yeah, and sometimes they'll like. It's called like in improv. It's called pimping. So oh, you you you, you can. Wow. I believe it's, it's called, called pimping. Pimping, uh, <laughs> uh, where you kind of pimp somebody to do something that they're not good at, or like they 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 okay, have no now control. I take offense to that because that implies sex workers aren't good at sex. <laughs> no, that's not the case. I think it's, it's making not, them it's do not something whether they don't want to do. They're uncomfortable doing, but it's have more to like, act they, like they they they've it. been forced to do this thing. So it's actually worse. Actually, hey, that's this, this thing. That this got really out of my hands do right not away. Want to do like at all, but you're probably pretty good at it. You have to make it look like you love it, and everyone's gonna be watching. Enjoy. Enjoy. So, sort of, yeah. Pimping. Like, yeah, okay. it's it. this idea of. Yeah, you get put on you. And uh, so I have been pimped to do a song in the past. And it's just like, 
no one's going to enjoy this. And like, I struggle through it, but you know, because it's improv, yeah. people are kind of on board. Like the fact that they see the, the gears moving and like, Oh, he's struggling. That's funny. As opposed to if I went to America's got talent and I'm going on stage to sing and I'm like warbling and I'm clearly like making up the lyrics right there. That's awful. Nobody right. wants to. See. So it's depends on, do they know you've prepared it or not? I think that helps with it. Now, do you have to know about D&D no. to follow along? No. I, I don't think so. I, I mean, uh, whenever we introduce a monster or a concept, we, we're very cognizant of you know people who may have never played the game or not know. Yeah, do yeah. you give like a quick rule like beforehand? Are you like, hey, quick synopsis. We're going to be chugging these big dice into the audience. You guys are going to bounce them around like a beach ball. Whatever it lands on, we're going to do that. Right. You're going to scream a suggestion. Like however the whole thing Yeah, works. yeah, we, we walk you through it. And so say if we introduce uh, some sort of weird monster like a beholder, which is like a flying orb with an eye and a big old mouth and a bunch of eye stalks that shoot lasers at you. You know, we a beholder. A beholder. <laughs> well, like we will at least give you that kind of descri description <laughs> yeah. uh, before, as opposed to a beholder comes in and they fight it and then right. people act all weird and what is that thing supposed to be? So we explain it enough so that you get the idea okay. of what's happening. Do you do it as like, does the dungeon master come in like, oh, the beholder, the giant, or is some like girl like, oh no, there is the beholder, the giant orb in the sky that is one eye with six arms. It, it can be like that. Actually, it's okay. both. Like the dungeon master is, an, uh, is the narrator and setting up things, but a person can also you know, paint the scene through their dialogue and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So absolutely, like that, that's the beauty of this collaborative uh, That's cool. Uh, so uh, like kind of you guys method. basically are like, we're always conscious of the new concepts, but there's no like written in like, whenever we write a new concept, make sure that the narrator says. Right, yeah. We, we, and often it's not like every scene is crazy thing after crazy thing. Sometimes mm -hmm. it, because these stories are always pointing back to who are these characters and what are they doing? Right. And, and, and that's really what the heart of it is. It's, it's about these interesting characters and what choices they make. It's not really about constantly fighting the monsters. It's more like, uh, what, why does it matter that you're fighting this monster or fighting this bad guy or right. doing this thing? And, uh, and that's why it's a it's a very special kind of like long form improv. It's not the gamey, oh, it's we're just doing this little shtick mm -hmm. uh, thing and then clearing the slate. Uh, throughout the fringe run, you'll actually follow these three heroes uh, and uh, throughout the fringe run, and there's a story that develops and like they have this problem, mm -hmm. and if they overcome it or maybe they fail, like how do they? keep moving forward so it's like a it's a uh, it's a grand story not unlike a dungeons and dragons campaign you would have with your friends so this is a show that some people would potentially go see a few times yes. in order to follow this okay yeah That's we've cool. had, like last year we actually uh won an award uh chosen by the volunteers because there's some people who volunteered for the fringe so they can get free tickets to all of our shows and nice. then they would come to every one oh. of them yeah That's That's really awesome. cool. and it's been going on for long enough that you probably have a pretty good following there, there's a, some people that following. definitely like uh, Pay attention. I have a question about, so you're yeah. saying they kind of like go through. And so is each show, like each night, do you kind of have like a theme? Like, 
oh, tonight is they have to like go into this forest and like that's the adventure we're going to go with. Or mm. tonight is the night. Like, do you guys have like a preset script for like how their adventure is going to go throughout the fringe already? Or are uh, you literally just like night to night? Like, hey, whatever the fuck happened last night, we're going to have to make some callbacks because uh, tonight there's a bunch of people who think that that is going to tie into this. this. Uh, so you actually bring up a lot of the great discussions that we've had in terms of like how do we make this so if you only watch this one episode you're not lost right, but yeah. also have these threads so well, it's always sorry to interrupt no. it's always fascinated me like just in television shows like even in sitcoms like mm -hmm. where they have that over like one of my favorite sitcoms ever is How I Met Your Mother. And there's like these little things that if you watch How I Met Your Mother, you get like a whole different episode than everyone else got. But if you just throw on an episode of How I Met Your Mother, there's like it's enough fine. of a story with like a arch and like there's a couple things you're gonna be like, what was that sentence? Yeah. But like that was it. Yeah. So yeah. Are, do you guys have like, how are you managing that, I guess? Is well, often whatever has happened uh, to the characters the night before, it's episodic. So it's like th there's no cliffhangers kind of right. thing. Yeah. We are, they, they are still trying to like overcome the ultimate bad guy or the scenario Aren't or whatever it is. Yeah. Aren't we all? <laughs> uh, but like the man there's like day. stages, right? right. Uh, and, and so if there's anything you need to know of like, oh, last show this person suffered a great loss their friend died or whatever we'll give you enough information like oh i'm just recovering because my friend died you don't need to know all the details about the friend but just know that this is someone close to me and we go from there hmm. so it, it's it gives you that kind of fuel of like oh tonight's episode is going to be about this individual dealing with grieving or right. whatever the thing is in the midst of an adventure that's going to be unique to this night so it is uh, we, we do have a, uh, we use story structure to be able to keep in mind like over all the fringe, like this is the general journey, but we don't have it like mapped out exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only thing that they, we use going into a given episode is like, okay, this is whereabouts we are in the story. Like we should be facing this kind of a thing. Right. Um, but... Uh, we the dungeon master kind of sets up the opening scenario. It's maybe it's like oh they're on a ship and they're going to go uh, uh, explore an island. That's all they may have, okay, like a cool. monster in mind. Like oh we'll probably yeah. use this monster. Know how this monster works. That's it. That's and then cool. they, yeah, it, it's very light on the prep. Um, right. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Because then it allows the characters to react and yeah. respond. I always love hearing this stuff. I feel like. I don't know if everyone's like this, but I'm always way more interested. Like when I watch shows and stuff on like a lot of people seem very caught up in like the story of the show and like yeah. what's happening like on stage. But I want to know like the real life what's happening. Like, like how are the writers who, and the producers yeah, like, making who it? Who are these people and what did they do? Like <laughs> how did they get here? Well, it's, it's like uh, when I think about like professional wrestling, like how do you tell a wrestling story? Yeah. And there's like... If you've ever listened to Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin talk about how wrestling works, it's like, oh, you think he's just some dumb hick when you watch him on the sh yeah. uh, show, but he's actually super, he understands how stories work. Yeah. And like, it's fascinating because he's just like, you well, figure you know nothing about yeah. it. Yeah, you, and you, you start to the, really realize how much performance is going on yeah. and how much, like the, 
the my favorite part is those like soliloquies that they have on their own. You just yeah. like they're all of a sudden backstage and the camera's in front of them and they deliver like a two minute long like monologue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I thought this guy After was After they've idiot. been hit in the head with a chair. You yeah. Know, like, like so, I, so in our show is kind of like in that same regard. We, we are thinking about these stories and we're like, uh, how should I be responding but also keeping in mind we are telling an ongoing story yeah, that moves forward. There's a bigger picture here. Like I'm still, I'm still have to fight in the Royal Rumble next week. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but I'm improvising this how I feel about like the Undertaker right now. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and that's how it is in this show where it's just instead of an Undertaker, we have you know like uh, a beholder, a beholder. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Uh, some old crazy dragon. And, you know, I wanted to use one that everyone knows. knows. <laughs> well, if you've familiar. ever bought like the if you've ever seen the Monster Manual of D and D, that's the beholder. Like that's just uh, like that's the classic I was thinking, monster. What's the Stranger Things one? The Demogorgon. Yeah, yeah. Demogorgon. That's a, like a that's a, an obscure reference to like the first edition of D and D. Oh, like, that's it is an actual one monster. Though, eh? Yeah, oh. I was always wondering that. I was like, how? Because they, I don't know if they'd have to get the rights for that from D and D or like how that would have worked for Netflix. I don't know. That's that's something to be because I, they I had the, like the Millennium Falcon toy in their show. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know how that works. I'm always curious about how that stuff works because I know that like companies are pricks about like their legal oh. shit. Yeah, but I also know that. Like everyone's sentimental and loves a shout out. Yeah. So it's like it, it works like much, advertising like, in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, like how much shit is Drake allowed to sell that has logos of the Toronto Raptors on it? Yeah. But they work together. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like yeah. how long but until Toronto he technically sues, doesn't have the rights. Yeah, how long him. until one guy in Toronto goes Yo, Drake owes us eighty million bucks. <laughs> no, like he's, he's made a lot of money. Under, he's like under contract with the team as is their he? like global ambassador. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's that's why it's okay. Stupid. That it's makes fine. sense. Okay, but on a less yeah, th- oh, a yeah. better mm. note, then how much does Stranger Things get away with using real Millennium Falcons and yeah. Yeah. actual Demogorgon as like yeah, shoutouts? Yeah. Or and how much of that do they actually have to pay? Like, hey, we kind of like stole the idea of. I, I would bet yeah, the monster know. you'd have to pay for. The Millennium Falcon toy, probably like, because you can't. It'd be the difference between yeah, like know. using a song, and you're like, well, you're you're using that the, the, direct. You're thing. using the product, and this yeah. is more of like. Anyways, we're, oh, yeah. anyways, this, this is it. That's fringe. Uh, and then the so that was one show. Uh, <laughs> you're a busy man, though. I'm a busy uh, person. person. This this uh, this uh, fringe because this other show I'm doing, uh, I'm with. Uh, Let's talk about the debutants. The debutants. I'm doing yeah. sketch, um, and that's we've done that. This will be our third year at the Fringe. We're actually going to be going to Winnipeg Fringe as well. Oh wow! Ooh, with it, yeah, and it. Uh, you know, it's just classic Saturday Night Live style. You know, four to five minute sketches, but it, like classic. Like Chris Rock's there. It's Sorry, <laughs> it's just funny. You're like classic Saturday Night Live. I was like, yeah, Chris Rock shows up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we have Lawrence in the background. <laughs> You'd have to have Keenan Thompson. He's he's, oh, yeah, he's he's every he's been in SNL maybe from the funny. '70s. He's been there so long now <laughs> that they've no. retroactively put him back in old episodes. <laughs> So it, it, Sorry, it, I sounded like I was coming off as a dick there. It's just the way you like you said the sentence and then like paused for half a sec. So you're like, yeah. it sounded like you just said like classic SNL to me. And I was like, yeah, classic yeah. SNL. Yeah, well, you know how it is. For an hour, we just put on an old episode. <laughs> yeah. come, come and watch uh, John Belushi. Yeah. Mix it up. Metallica's there. on this week. It's going to be good. Yeah, so 
the difference is uh, we wrote our own and we are performing it and nice. it's us it's yeah so it's in that method of you know yeah, yeah, very yeah. short segments is that a long running show as well uh, well, we do it uh, with at Odd Wednesday. Uh, okay. The debutantes host a bi-weekly show. Uh, there at the hear- sewing machine. Yeah. 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 Uh, that. So I, I've talked about Sorry. that other times on. on uh, Sorry, the I didn't podcast. mean to cut you off again. No, I'm that's the worst okay. Right now, <laughs> smoke uh, too much weed before the podcast. I keep cutting Dave off and catching myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so yeah, we've been working on it throughout the year, and then this is kind of the best of sketches that we've oh, written okay. and put into one show, and uh, doing that run through the fringe. Uh, so that, that's called uh, the debutantes present my mistake, and that'll be uh, in kind of. There's a through line that goes through it, the, uh, uh, a sketch that we uh, visit a few times in it, uh, that revolve around me, just like. Being the creepiest looking man that I could be. Nice. Uh, just, Which, that's awesome. Yeah, like my, my thinning hair, I wet it down so it's just like flat on my head. And then I have these big old glasses and like the biggest wide eyed stare. And then you can just imagine that character uh, showing up anywhere, frankly. I, I won't get into <laughs> True. what it's about, but it's a, it's a very good, silly bit. And. Uh, uh, the, the other sketches around it are fantastic. That's awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. I love the, like, <laughs> this is going to sound like less of a compliment than it is, but it's like the weird, <laughs> the weird, strange, like, body comedy that you do is so funny to me. Like, I, the uh, yeah, I, I'm, characters t- and the, like, movements and just everything <laughs> that you do is so funny to me. A lot of nonverbal. Yeah, a ton of non. It's like Mr. Bean. Like, there's not anything... Yeah. That is about him, other than you're just like, dude. It's just the way Boy, Bean beans. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. Look at Bean Bean right now. <laughs> I, well, that brings me to my last uh, show, uh, which is kind of an improvised physical comedy. I'm actually not going to be speaking much. It is inspired by Mr. Bean yes. uh, and that style. Beaker is kind of mixed in there. You know, like w- all of those classic kind of silent comedic characters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with my show, The Splendiferous Quagmires of Mr. Philliam Crow. and Aptly named. Yeah. <laughs> I love it because there are more words in the title than what I'll actually speak on stage, <laughs> probably. Like, I love... Th- that's a great joke to me of, like, just... Yeah. You're, you have to say so much, but the actual show, there's barely any time. <laughs> that's that's just, uh, hilarious. So <laughs> I love it, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, and it's going to be me getting a suggestion from the audience and then kind of like for an hour playing around with that concept. Oh, wow. The, the, same, the one suggestion? One suggestion. Okay. And uh, I'm going to have uh, a, a musician playing alongside me who will be reacting uh, to oh, what's wow. happening. So th- they're incredible, like doing music off the top of your head in addition to improv, off the, like physical comedy off the top of the head. And uh, I'm so excited to have Jess working with me. They're great. They're from uh, Lethbridge, and they're coming in just specifically to do this show with oh, me. Wow. And, right. Yeah. Wow. They actually did uh, the music for D&D for a few years. Uh, oh, that's Because like, cool. that's also improvised music there. Oh, do you right? guys have that going through the whole thing, too? Yeah. Like, it's more... Uh, oh. In that one, it's more background of, like, oh, we're in a fight scene, so, oh, it's high action. Are you using the same guys now, sorry? Or do you have, like, just a soundtrack for the D&D? For D&D... Indeed, we have another musician, Katrina, and uh, she's great. Love her. Uh, it's just Jess has been uh, out of the city for a little while, and so th- 
that's why we've brought them in to just oh cool yeah yeah they're nice. great nice. Uh, that's, high, that's crazy musical improv has to i've always someone told me i forget the first time i heard of a mu like an improvised musical but i remember it blowing my mind i'm like but a, a whole musical number, but how? <laughs> but how? Because <laughs> yeah. the whole thing about musical numbers is that they're like, like well-timed and everyone's and choreographed like on beat and, and choreographed yeah. and spinning like da-da-da-da-da and then everyone at the same time goes, Wow! Yeah. And then is this part a duet? Wow! No. Yeah. no. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the other thing too. I like it's amazing. Some of the people uh, uh, in YEG D and D, they are so great at songs. Like I, I would say last year's cast, for instance. Uh, the three of them each had like a different style that they're particularly good at and like one person could rap improvised and like another person could like do a, a wild range of like uh, she had a great vocal range oh, okay. and like could oh. sing beautifully and was so sharp with coming up uh, with lines right away. The other one was like Liam uh, uh, Kreswick, which mm -hmm. yeah. he's actually not bad at. Like it's pretty, he's so <laughs> smart. Yeah. And he's so quick on his feet Dude, that he can he, make lyrics so fast. That guy is like the words that he knows are crazy to me. <laughs> he's he got a big vocabulary. Like, but it's funny. I feel like, I don't feel bad, but like, it's funny that like, because of like who he is and he's just like i love improv and like i know that he owns it and he's like i love dungeons and dragons and like the stuff and he's like a, he's like i'm nerdy and he's like and i know all these words and everyone's like ah nerd like what'd you read the dictionary but then it's like <laughs> these rappers who are like i all i know is words and we're like these guys are the coolest i'm like yo this guy knows so many more words than jay-z <laughs> If we're basing this on the amount of words you people know. Yeah, like, they're like, yo, he's the best lyricist of all time. I was like, I don't know. You want to see the words that this dude can string together? I love like, that. What did you read the dictionary? <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Would you like read a bunch was, of books and establish a large vocabulary? Dude, that was one of the Loser. things that Machine Gun Kelly said to Eminem. He reads the like he oh. reads the dictionary like a nerd. Like that was one of in his like stupid. That's, that's actually, that's f very interesting. Cause especially if you found words with like multiple syllables that you can like, Oh, to have a four. Yeah. Four I, I know a couple word that yeah. means this. Like I've heard a couple artists say that like when they were kids as a punishment, their parent the would make them read the dictionary and then now or they have write it out. Yeah. And now they have this, incredibly extensive vocabulary just because it's words they've seen as punishment and see for me i didn't do Fuck that you, that's why i have to do a show where i don't talk you know <laughs> yeah. i gotta keep the words away from me i know about 15 words, words. So. <laughs> i'm maxing out right now i'm uh, most I'm of them are in this. the title of this <laughs> <laughs> On the way the vocabulary you. was used <laughs> on the it, title there's gonna be some repeats <laughs> If you want to know all the words I know with Q, it's those ones in quail. <laughs> Some of them are words like philium. <laughs> Which is, uh, you may notice, is not really a word. That's not even a name. Uh, is philium not a name? Philium, philium is oh, not... philium. I thought it was like Nathan Fillion. Isn't that like a... Fillion is a name. That's a last name. Philium <laughs> is William with an F at the start. <laughs> Yeah, this is, uh, oh. and then you combine that. So you have a person who can't speak, I and then he. Like an he I know people can't ever see a podcast, so you have Close to imagine eyes, that everyone. I'm six foot four. I'm 155 pounds. Except imagine that he's and on stage I, and yeah. he's wearing like thin clothes, so he's seven foot two. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Like. Listen, 
you have to describe yourself how people see you, not how you are. You're <laughs> seven two and you weigh a hundred pounds. Scientific, <laughs> scientifically, I'm six foot four, but like, but really, it's seven eight. Yeah. It's 2019. What <laughs> even is science? <laughs> The oh, facts are what you it say. It looks they like are. I've been uh, like put through a spaghetti strainer. <laughs> <laughs> S- seven foot eight, ninety pounds. <laughs> As I've been put through a spaghetti strainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you guys need to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's a, it's going to be a, a real fun time. So I love uh, it, but the other part is like what I imagine when you do the show, you're. Not only are you that big, but you're gonna like set up lighting so that like you're the only one lit and wear vertical stripes and like yeah. look <laughs> really as, emphasize yeah. his height. Yeah, that's the one of the things that you do. That's amazing. The character you were talking about, those the creepy guy that has yeah the, the creepy guy who, by the way, is like more or less the evil version of Philium Crow. Uh, I'm playing the same character twice, yeah. just like the good version and then the evil I version. <laughs> Which Philium- is good for me because I'm you know you know I. Uh, why have range when you can just use the same thing over and over Why have again? Range? Well, you know, like Alex, you know all about that, don't you? Yeah, yeah I just do like nothing. with your stand up and. Uh, oh, dude, no, you're fucking <laughs> crushing. Oh, my God. Dude. I don't have range don't or the character of you. You're the one person I weirdly dunk on more than anybody else. <laughs> and it's always on the internet. I love it. Yeah, it's on the internet. Because uh, here's the thing, like, it, it seems like that should be subverting expectations. Because <laughs> if you know, if you've ever interacted with Alex or myself, it's just like if somebody's going to be mean to somebody, <laughs> you'd think it'd be Alex be mean to me. <laughs> and it's weirdly like Alex would be like, no, "Well, I just really like having Dave, and I think he's just yeah. adding so much to this scene, and just like." Eat a dick. <laughs> you short fuck. I don't. I don't, I don't swear at anybody else. But range. <laughs> oh man. No. Oh, all right, gosh. Right. Oh, I look seven four on stage. You look five two. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I like it. I think you should have named the good one William and the bad one Philium. Now that I know. <laughs> and next year, do they like should... the weird like flipping the upside down like on like war the Wario. Oh, the... oh yeah. Oh. The mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's one change. Better. The only costume change is <laughs> 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 ah. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I'm evil. And he gets Italian for <laughs> <laughs> That should be ne- it should be the, the two should fight well, next fringe. <laughs> and you can just be This whole fringe is a write off now because we've clearly left the best idea on the table. Well right now. Oh dude, those characters Leave them waiting. Were my favorite. Let let people learn about the characters this year and next year. Uh, uh, just oh, they we can, can go see them together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, those characters are so funny. Uh, so yeah, if you're wanting to find out like when uh, I'm performing and doing all that kind of stuff, uh, one place you pay attention to is Sorry Not Sorry Productions. That's the um, uh, the improv group. So mm-hmm. you can find out Yeg D and D and Philium Crow through that, and then the debutantes are our own separate thing on Facebook and. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think we have time for... I have one last question. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, on the the thing of, like, the characters and, like, looking the way they do... How much time do you spend on, like, developing the look and, like, the act of the... Because ca- it's... Improv is kind of the opposite. Most, like, art 
or at least like movies and like plays and stuff like that, it's like all the focus is on the writing and like mm. uh, what's the message so I want to convey, how much about yeah. like getting the scenes right. Like if you see actors like doing a scene, it's like, okay, we put on the costumes and we put up the scenery. That part is done now a million times over. Like just the words is the whole focus of the whole day. Yeah. How much time do you put into the opposite? Of that? Be like, let's not put on the same clothes and do the same motions and do the same words and do the same like yeah. how much do but you still maintain a character yeah. yeah how much do you put into the opposite of that basically being like how much can i change the or to make this interesting but also like consistent like a right. character yeah, that's believable and consistent. well I, I that's something we do both in yeg D and what i've been trying to do with philium um where you kind of in rehearsals you kind of uncover more things because when you're rehearsing improv which is always i know that everybody has like that's weird why do you do that part of it is like uh like in basketball you kind of you're really training up your abilities like your, kind of your muscle memory sharp, and muscle memory and that kind yeah. of thing yeah and so you're doing the same well, thing but with your brain and for this and, one it seems like more necessary for the character to do practice yes yes yeah yeah and, and so you when you're running practices part of it is so we're getting like random suggestions from like the director or whoever it may be to like, okay, let's put you in this scenario. Mm -hmm. And for both D&D &D and for Philium, it's just like, okay, so what would it be like if, you know, we're at a carnival? Like what would he do there? What kind of things would draw his attention? How would he react? How could he possibly bungle doing this very basic thing? And, you know, whether it's... You know, he gets popcorn, but he constantly is being bumped by kids and dropping all his popcorn on the ground. Or like, you know, uh, he tries to pet a goat, but they always run away from him. Are these or... real examples of like stuff that you did? At no, this is me. This is me trying to do it like right now. <laughs> <laughs> trying to pet a goat. That's yeah, I like that we're getting like an improv, oh, the improv oh. practice. Although you do use stuff from real life, because the funny thing is, actually, as I was coming to that. There is a real story in my life where I tried to pet a llama and I chased him around a farmyard trying to pet him because I'm like, there's a whole you background the to it. the same height. Your limbs all look like a neck. <laughs> yeah. The llama was probably like... <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, that llama you with a long neck. Like they just, they <laughs> Have I seen you like before? <laughs> and, and there's a whole story about like why I was trying to do it. Doesn't really matter. I was chasing him around this ranch, trying to be funny, trying to entertain some people. So and I'm chasing a llama, llama around a ranch. Yeah, yeah. Years later, you know, you like you do, like you do. And uh, I, I apparently, like, I had given up. I was like, gave up on it. people. Had laughed. The joke was done. It's all over. But the llama is still kind of like worried. Though? Oh, kill. It, did I kill the llama? No, no, no. <laughs> did the joke kill? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Loving you chasing. People llama. loved it. It was. Yeah. I was like, it redeemed. Loved to watch you chasing a llama. Yeah. But here's the problem. The llama was still panicked after I gave up on the joke. I guess he was still in on it, I guess. Oh. And he starts running out the front gate to the entire ranch. And I tried to, like, head him off at the pass by the gate. Like, oh, no, cutting through, like, the woods to get oh there. As he took, like, this winding country road. And, like, trying to jump logs and everything. Like, hurdle. See, that's the part I want to watch. Yeah, this is yeah. way funnier than you fake chasing <laughs> the, the real chasing the llama. Oh, is no. The part that made him laugh so loud you couldn't hear it on the podcast <laughs> and i get to the gate and the llama runs out and we had to go find the llama oh my God. i had to tell the guy who hated me i the ranch guy the ranch guy he hated me as an individual and uh i had to go up to him His and say chasing son of a, a bit. 
I, I go up to him and I, he's sitting at the campfire after like a day of messing his whole ranch up. Like I, there was a series of stories of like <laughs> small things that got out of hand. And I had to go up to him and I'm like, uh, Mr. McRae, I lost your llama. <laughs> and he didn't look up from the fire. He just looked into the fire and continued there and just says, yeah, probably. And just like made me feel the lowest I could be. And I just <laughs> slunk away. So, somebody else found the llama. So the llama's okay. Oh but it was not me and I had nothing to do with the rescue. So oh it was God. only... <laughs> Yeah, bro, I thought he knew we were just joking. Chased a llama from where we were. <laughs> I thought, why? I, I thought the you. llama knew we were kidding uh, around. Uh, you know what? The llama took the joke too, too far. far. <laughs> why are you blaming me for this, yeah. okay? The llama. <laughs> Come on, you're the one who's got it locked up here. <laughs> llama rights. Yeah. <laughs> And ever since then, I've been an advocate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Turn the whole thing and so that's, right that's what leads you to uh, do improv now. You think of like, oh, these <laughs> things that happened in my life, and I've had enough weird stuff that hopefully I have a show's worth in me. I hope there's an episode somehow where you're improvising Philium Crow, and then someone's like, an escaped llama, and then you just get to do an hour. A sparkle in my eye. <laughs> I think we have a show that we're going to go watch, Alex. <laughs> An escaped llama that's in on the joke, and a ranch owner who doesn't like you. We we were only asking for just a, like a suggestion of a, like a place. We didn't need like a whole story. <laughs> we in give a we give a good ten minute background. I don't, this is exactly what I want. I, I need what object is in my hand? A llama escaping! <laughs> a llama running away! <laughs> then right now, and he does that story, and we're like, that wasn't improv. <laughs> Boo! Happened. Uh, yeah. Same with shelf promotion. Like, if you thought that was a real story, go to our podcast. Listen to this. <laughs> he said the whole thing beforehand. He told us all about it. That wasn't. This is, an ex- this is an expose. This is an improvised expose. <laughs> it was a lamb last time. <laughs> it was a lamb. <laughs> he just put an A at the end. It's just like that llama. William Philium it thing. Not, it was not L A M A. It was L A M B A. There's a llama. <laughs> Listen. Wait. Do you know how not know how to spell llama? No. L L. Read a dictionary. Why don't you? Way too. Yeah, you need to learn some more words, bro. Like llama. Sorry. Got too into it. Too into the character. Now we're all staring at me. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. Like last time, like this is not the first time we've recorded this. No. And it was supposed to be like 15 minutes. And I'm just like, I'm assuming that we're supposed to be done by now. Oh yeah, we are supposed to be done. I forgot about that. We already said the goodbyes. (laughs) See you later guys. It's the end of the podcast. Bye. (laughs)